Do you have you have any contribution to your 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 fear, uncertainty, and doubt and concerns? I mean, yes, I guess. It's Thursday night. Time to get ugly. PSP Ugly episode 125 is on there. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson, and unfortunately with me tonight is only... Oh, I, I said that poorly. You I worded that poorly. <laughs> I, I meant to say, I only have Thomas Wright out tonight. Oh, I mean, you know. Unfortunately, I'm, Thomas is here tonight. No, that's not Yeah, right. fucking Thomas. <clears throat> it's wonderful to be here. Are you sure about that? It It, it is. This is my... One of my few reliefs from teenagers. It's been a good. It's been a good week though for teenagers. <laughs> Why it hasn't is that? been. It hasn't been all horrible crying, screaming drama. <laughs> There's been a lot of like youthful, bubbly happiness. Oh, you gotta you gotta embrace those moments, man. They don't last. They really very do. Often. Like those times when my daughter like wants a hug, and I know. As much as I would appreciate messing with her, if I did that, then she would start crying and run away. <laughs> so I just have to give her a hug and tell her how much I love her. Well, that's that's probably the better way to go. <laughs> Pro- probably. I I don't miss having teenagers. My daughters are, have moved beyond their teenage years. They they're still a pain in the ass. They're still a headache, but you know they're they're getting a little bit more focused in life. Matter of fact, uh, both my daughters are very involved with uh, youth support groups, and they're actually starting to get a little taste of what it's like to have to put up with a teenager day after day, <laughs> drama after drama. <laughs> and that my, must be fascinating. My one daughter came to me and. Just listening to what she she was, you know, venting and just kind of relieving some pressure of just trying to mentor multiple teenagers. And I just sat there and just smiled. I'm like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I I know what you mean. But it's good. I'm proud. Proud of them. Uh, Happy with what they're doing. Don't miss. Don't miss having teenagers in the house, though. What have you been up to, Thomas? What are your life regrets? You know what? I have a life regret. I, I just realized I have a Wait, life regret. opening with regrets? I really regret that I didn't buy a Taco Bell franchise in Canada because they are going to blow up. Why do you think that? Because cannabis is legal in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might not. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of bummed since you mentioned it that I didn't buy a cannabis dispensary in Canada. Now, Taco Bell is where it's at, man. I'm telling you. I've told you about the place here in Colorado Springs that's just for stoners. What's that? It's, it's called Spencer? Fat Shack. Fat Shack? What's a Fat Shack? Oh, it's terrible. It's It closes at 3 a.m. on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> and I'll give you a sample of the of the menu, one of the more popular items. So it's a restaurant. Yeah. The the fat sandwiches are are really where the problem starts. Well, you know, John's not on the show today, so we can talk about all this unhealthy stuff. 
So the fat jersey, it's a regular like sandwich style bun, like a like a brioche subway bun. Mm-hmm. Cheesesteak, chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, french fries and honey mustard. This is what's on the sandwich. This is what is in this is between the two loaves. <laughs> uh it it's it's a horrifying. I'll I'll put this picture up here and in the Discord. I say um, put it put the, put it in the yeah. Uh, yeah this goes in well. the this goes in the Discord. This is a picture of one of their sandwiches, and you can tell that somebody invented this while high. <laughs> uh, the fat chance jalapeno poppers, cheesesteak, chicken fingers, French fries, and buffalo ranch. Uh, fat hangover, scrambled eggs, cheese, sausage, bacon, French fries, onion rings, and ketchup. Yikes. Yeah, and then they have a deep fryer in which they'll deep fry anything that you bring them. <laughs> and if you go past there at 3 o'clock in the morning, you'll mm-hmm. see the place is full. Full with what, though? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Really stoned people. See, I don't get that. Like, people get stoned and go out to eat? Is that the, is that a thing? Oh, no, they also deliver. Oh, well, <laughs> But, yes... I've after after many lengthy conversations I found out that that people who regularly smoke weed mm-hmm. b- firmly believe that it's okay to drive. Oh god. In, instead of drinking. If you're if you're drinking, don't drive, but if you're smoking weed, they say they're fine. Mm-hmm. I wholeheartedly disagree. But I yeah. when I was 18 I did do it once. Mm-hmm. And I, I broke the speed limit record on the low end. I went the slowest anyone's ever gone on the 805. <laughs> oh, man. A horrifying experience. One exit away. Just one exit on, one exit off. Uh-huh. Must must have taken 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, dear. Ugh. But yeah, people people smoke and drive in Colorado a lot. Yeah, we it's, don't encourage that. Don't, no, I totally don't. Don't alter your consciousness and think you can drive, please, under any circumstance. Um, so no, no John today. No John to keep the peace between you and I. He was in San Francisco or something. He he's out in the wilderness somewhere trying to. Find peace in Zen Lake State or something. I don't know. Some another family adventure time thing. Yeah, he wants to be with his family. Yeah, I, I on the other hand, I, I, the wife and I try to get away from our children. We, we left them and went went to the East Coast last week, which I had a good. Time. I saw that. You posted the most disgusting picture I've ever seen on Facebook. The blue grip. I mean, it must have been 30 pounds of crabs. It was a bushel. I love blue crab. Oh, my. I can't even begin to tell you the pleasure I got out of sitting down for about an hour and a half and just picking blue crab. See, and that was the part that made it gross, too, was that it was not the picture itself. It was that I knew you, and I knew like that picture represented a three-hour eating period. <laughs> But by the end of which, anyone who observed it would be sick to their stomach. Nah, nah. You don't get a lot of meat out of blue crab, man. You've got to work for it. So it's a it's a process, I tell you. But... <laughs> like like the, the pistachio of meats. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
I did find out something weird today. One of the things we did when we flew back east was, so we flew into Baltimore, Maryland. And if you're not familiar with the U.S. in the East Coast specifically, it's very different than the West Coast. And on the East Coast, you can travel through several states in a, in a day. I mean, no big deal. So we flew into Baltimore, Maryland, and um, the very next day ended up driving to Steubenville, Ohio. And that took us through four states, Maryland, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Ohio. And uh, Steubenville is um, it's just uh, this border state on the border of Ohio and West Virginia. I mean, it's not very... If you're from Steubenville, of course, they can tell you every fantastic thing that's happened in their city. But it's, it's not like this crazy city like New York or you know, any, anything of note. And uh, we went there because that's where my wife's mother lives. And we went to check up on her, see her, my wife's, uh, my mother-in-law. I keep saying my wife's mother, but my mother-in-law. I've got to come to grips with that at some point. I've only been married <laughs> for, for, for 30-something years. So, um, But my mother-in-law, you know, she had like some family heirlooms she wanted to hand down to my wife. So we got all that organized. And I posted on Facebook today because we, we got the... Uh, the, the dishes, some china, a china set is what my mother-in-law had given to my wife. And we had taken it to the UPS store to have them shipped out here. We got it in. And I just make mention of the fact that, um, you know, we'd gotten it from my mother-in-law in Steubenville, Ohio. No big deal. And John messages me. He goes, have we ever talked about Steubenville? I'm like, why would we get ever why would we talk do that? Yeah, why? Turns out he has a, uh, a stepbrother who's in Steubenville. I'm like, what are the chances? Like, seriously, what are the chances of that being a thing? So, yeah, John has relatives in Steubenville. But, and I enjoyed Steubenville. I enjoyed these kids. I, I have to say, the older I get, um, the more I, I appreciate the East Coast in, in Maryland, where, where I'm from. We went to some really nice areas in Maryland. We were back. Uh, we had a few things to do while we were back there. One thing we did was go to a wedding. And uh, it was just at this gorgeous mansion, and it was beautiful. But yeah, I, I'm appreciating appreciating the East Coast. Uh, I always did. Is, I always appreciate it. But isn't that how it works? Though, is that near middle age, you you appreciate the Northeast Coast, and then as you get older, it slides further south until you're in Florida. Florida. <laughs> I've never been a fan of Florida. I, I just yeah, haven't. They're I, not eighty yet. That's true, and I haven't spent a lot of time down there. I've only been down there maybe a handful of times. So, and I've never been to like uh, Miami or or any of these like beautiful uh, Gulf Coast uh, cities that they have. So, uh, I might be missing out on something. I don't know. I, I check do. them out while you still can. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. But oh, what else has been going on? So the Patreon thing. We were talking a little bit before the show. And our, and Patreon is, is becoming a thing. I'm not sure what I had anticipated uh, when I started, when I did well, the I Patreon. Can, I can already tell you what you anticipated. You anticipated zero. I did. Because I just, you're I, blown I, away by the three that we have. I anticipated you saying, I'm going to make a Patreon page one day, and me telling you, oh, no, we have one. Nobody cares. <laughs> that that's actually why I put it together. You you had ruined that surprise by following through with it yourself, 
and I had slipped up. I'm like, I thought you had found the fact that I had created the Patreon page, and I mentioned to you in the, in the chat, yeah, I went ahead and deployed that, and you were confused because it, you were showing me the Patreon page you were working on. So that whole thing kind of, you know, fell to the wayside. And so we, we we went ahead and released And like you said, didn't expect anybody to care about it. But you know what, Thomas? People there care. Are, there are a few nice people in this world who do care. Well, either nice or drunker than we are. That's It, they, it must be nice because they're <laughs> able to use their computers. So you guys didn't talk about our first Patreon. Uh, and I, I felt bad because I, I was listening to the show and I had already gotten the approval to to mention them on air and you guys weren't mentioning it because you didn't get the approval but just across the board so you're aware i've talked to everybody on there and everybody's okay with us mentioning their names but our first patreon was actually buttery crumpet who has been lurking crumpets plural well, well he's a crumpet in patreon so I don't, I don't know, but yes, you're right. He's buttery crumpets in Discord, and he's buttery crumpet in Discord. He's got both. Oh, does he have both? <laughs> yes. So I wonder if. Um, well, let me Is see. That, you think that's where Patreon's getting? We we're having trouble getting Patreon to to bind correctly to Discord. Yeah. So that's one of the things we we're talking about. So Patreon people are supposed to be getting a special handle and uh being added to a special group in patreon uh, in, in discord and that doesn't seem to be happening i'm not sure why see yeah buttery crumpet isn't either i don't know i don't know i must have done something wrong there i'll have to i have to check that out i i checked i i thought you might have and i checked and it didn't seem to be wrong yeah so buttery crumpet has the honor of being our first patreon we we a Patreon, I think. I think you're a Patreon on Patreon. I think it's just Patreon. Patreon, yeah. So, so we have, uh, but we have had actually a couple more people jo- join our Patreon. Uh, Uncush Daka. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. Why are you guys? What? You guys are so bad. Uncush Dakor. Uncush Dakor. Thakor. Dakor. Tha. All right, that him, he he's a Patreon, and and uh, it might be pronounced Anush, which is common in Anush, Anush the core. Anush, are you, it in might dis- be, uh, are you in Discord? I thought you, you I thought you cleared this with everybody, and now you're saying you don't know the name. No, I did. I, I messaged them on Patreon and asked them. Look, look on your messages. Just don't know how to say the name. I didn't say I did. <laughs> I can say the I can say the next name. You want, you want to say it or you want me to say it? Great, Gregu, Gregory, Greg, Greg, Oh, Gregory, right? Greg, Gregory Valentine, right? Would you Would you say that's Valentine? Yeah, that's that's Valentine. I think. Yeah. Or so Valentine or Valentine. Yeah, I'm going Valentine. So yeah, a couple of a couple of patrons out there. So I don't know. I mean. I think we need to do something. I, I, I did say uh, on a previous show that I wasn't ever going to lock things down to Patreons like videos and stuff, but I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to rethink that now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really, I feel like we need. I'm, I feel like we need to up the game for for Patreons. 
uh, I I don't know what that is yet, but I, I don't know. We, we got to do something, right? I, I, mean, I feel like we should up the game for all of our listeners. We've been doing such a such a slapshot product for so long. <laughs> We're just so used to to just getting it out on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, and yeah. Although I have I have kept myself pretty strictly to getting it out Tuesday afternoon now. Which which is amazing to me. What do you do? You don't edit till Monday. You, you don't edit on the weekend or something. No, my weekends are too busy. Jeez. Mm, so Patreon people, I don't know. Give me your ideas. Message us on Patreon. Let us know what you think would be cool. I'm going to come up with something. I have some ideas actually. So let me. You know, one idea I have. Uh, if you're interested, Thomas. Go on. Is, I'm listening. You know, you're. You, Oh, jeez, that was a mistake. You're always giving me a hard time about, like, I always go out and buy, like, all the gadgets and things like that. <laughs> okay, where's right? this going? <laughs> Eric's hand-me-downs? Well, see, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> the garage sale of Patreons. No, I was thinking about doing, like, ugly technology and, and doing doing some videos of, like, the stuff that I buy and... and Oh, like video reviews and stuff? That'd be good. I don't know about a review. Just kind of like show my latest mistake or... or Like, I I got something that, that's been like a complete game changer here at the house. Do you, you want to know what it is? I do. It's, but I'm not it, a Patreon. It's not... I can't even begin to tell you what a, what a big deal this has made around the Johnson household. So... Is it is it deodorant? It's, um... that That's hurtful. That, that's hurtful. <laughs> So we have several different devices here, right? I have uh, a Galaxy um, S8, which has the USB-C um, right. connection. My wife has the S6. My kids have some of the uh, Samsung J series. They all have the um, micro USB. Uh, I have a uh, I have a iPad here, right? iPad takes um, uh, lightning lightning cable, right? Yep. So we have all these stupid uh, cables around here, and depending on what device you ha- have, you can only plug into certain ones, and and you know it's kind of a pain in the ass because, like in my car, uh, my wife and kids they can't use Android Auto because I have my cable plugged into it, and for them to right. use Android Auto, they have to like switch out the cable and stuff like that. I came across and purchased. Where to go? Right here. This. Check this out. I'm gonna hold it up to the camera. I'll put a link in the uh, in the oh, show. Oh, the magnetic stuff. The magnetic stuff. This has been such a game changer. So I, we have these little adapters now. We put into our phones. I have the USB C yeah. one here, and you just it just magnetizes and starts charging just like that. Not only that, but like so I take that off, and then I have my iPad, which has a thunder in it, and I just thunderbolt. Sure. Yeah, just connect it, and it's charging now as well. And not only that, but uh, these things, they don't only charge, but they let you uh, transfer data. So in my car now, I have this on my Android Auto, and my wife can now connect to my Android Auto, and I can connect to my Android Auto. Auto. We don't have to change out the cable, and it works. It works, it works perfectly. That's pretty slick. It is awesome. I, 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 I'm now, I'm actually buying more cables because we're like replacing and i'm buying more of these little the little nubs 
Yeah, just, that you just, leave in the phone. Yeah. Now, on the S8, <clears throat> it, it actually stands out a little bit because of my case. Um, so yeah. you, know, you, you see there's like a little bump here. But uh, I'm sorry for, for those uh, listening to the podcast, but it, it does protrude out a little bit at, at the bottom of my S8. Um, but my wife and kids, they all have these uh, cases on that, that actually have a little cushion down there. And, and depending on the, the old cables that they used to use, it wouldn't even charge because it wouldn't like fit in there correctly. So now right. they have these little nubs. The nub fits in there. And it actually sits almost flush with their case, and then yeah, you know, they just the magnet connects and it does a fantastic job. Huge game changer, and they're cheap. They're like I think I get a bundle of three for like it's like between twenty and thirty dollars depending on what tips you need on them. So if you need the micro USBs or the or the USB Cs, but they're on Amazon. They're like between twenty and thirty dollars for three of them. And it's brought peace to the house because now you just pick up a cable, you you magnet it, it attaches to your device and starts charging. All right, there you go. That's this is your preview of Eric's tech corner. Ugly technology for, for our Patreons. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I got some more. I got some more goodies coming in the mail too. By the way, so maybe I will do that. Maybe I'll add that to the Patreon channel. Um, I feel like I wouldn't be robbing anybody of anything. And, uh, no, we, we can ha- we can put some of my rantings on there. I'm yeah. not sure if you saw my rant today. It was uh, excellent. Oh my goodness! Yeah, you talking about the Slack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. couple couple pages of text about the intentional corruption of news media. Yeah. Just weird. So, have we talked about the new Diego Dev office? There's been some discussion about uh, building the shower in there. and Okay, yeah, yeah, getting... we have talked about that. Yeah, yeah so that's happening. Yeah. Maybe I'll set up a little video thing in the office so I can do little tech reviews correctly. I don't know. You caught, you caught last week's episode. I did. I uh, everything you said. Everything. After some... Everything. After some at-length ranting about ownership of personal information and stuff like that um we had a patreon user frontal nougaty uh link me to discord you mean uh yes discord discord mm-hmm. listener uh, frontal nougaty linked me to uh tim berners lee project which is this kind of centralized store for your personal information called solid mm-hmm and boy, do I not understand what they're putting their money into. <laughs> um, they've got they've got a company, like an official corporation, and then there's there's Solid, which has like a team, but I, I can't tell what it is that they do. And they have sponsors, and I, but I can't really tell what it is that they're doing. And then it's just sort of like three or four white papers. And that's it. Okay. And then there's... Sounds very informative. Yeah. And then there's like a community version where you can create a pod, which is where you store your personal data and control who has access to view it and stuff. Mm. But, I mean, it it looks like a... Well, I mean, I can actually look at the source code. So it's it's 100 lines total of Bootstrap. What, no. What, what are we talking about here? I mean, are, are, you, are you getting somewhere with this conversation? 
I I just don't understand what's delaying this whole concept. It's so it's just moving nowhere. Okay. It's very upsetting. I really I really like my idea from last week. And and to say that that solid exists and somehow does it, it just doesn't. Solid just really doesn't do anything yet. And it's been they've been working on it for years. And I read some article that said that, like, yeah, it's even though it's open source, it's been adopted by literally zero people. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's uh, sounds about right. Good. It's... Well, uh, I, I've got I've got a little bit of a different rant. Do you care to go hear? for it? I'm I'm not sure where this begins and where this ends. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk through it. You're talking about something that that is security. That's probably something you should be doing. That doesn't get adopted very heavily. Let's talk GPG for a second. GPG? GPG, yes. So I've been a GPG user for years. But you really don't get a lot of utilization out of it. um, because It's it's because it's a two-way street. It's only people who also use it. Right. And, And I really thought Keybase was going to change that. And make it a lot easier to start using GBG because that, that that was kind of one of their initial goals, but it really hasn't changed. <clears throat> but um, on the Mac, it it was always easy to use uh, GBG through a thing called GBG Suite, and it was an open source project. Um, it took they took donations, whatever. But uh, I I went to upgrade my GBG Suite. And got G-P-G. prompted, G P. What am I saying? G B G. Oh, G P G. G P G. I got prompted that G P G mail, which is like the one of the core components of the suite, and allows you to do to use it within Apple Mail, um, is no longer free. They're charging for it. So, so you get. That's how less- I felt about Synergy. Synergy did that. Synergy went closed. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. And, and I actually don't use uh, Apple Mail, so it, it won't impact me that much. But I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there's nothing to stop them from doing it from, for the whole suite. But I don't know. I was a little disappointed to see that. I, with my whole outrage, because, I mean, I, our episode literally two years ago about synergy where i just ranted changed my opinion on it okay. I, I i understand now the need to charge for some stuff like this i understand that once you start charging for it then that uh that compulsion to make it less open starts kicking you you start feeling like well we got if we close source more of it then they'll have to pay us money i i, I empathize with that issue one or two developers maintaining something, I can understand how it happens. But I still don't excuse it happening. I I still don't think it's the right way to proceed if your project needs support and isn't getting it. Mm. Um, it's, it's a bummer when I see stuff like that happen, but I, I, I keep looking at what Red Hat has done, where they, they will buy an open source project and turn out some miraculous improvements on it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they bought a deployment and server management infrastructure. What was it called? Ansible? Yeah. They bought Ansible and then created something called Ansible Tower, which 
if you've ever used it, it's just like, oh, wow, the future is here. If you're an Ansible user and you look at Ansible Tower, you just go, oh, my God, they revolutionized things. Mm-hmm. And that's that's cool. But when Synergy went closed, they didn't revolutionize anything. In fact, they advertised features two years ago that still don't exist. Such as? as? Enterprise. Um, so if we pull up Synergy... And this doesn't need to turn into a rant or attack on Synergy. I was just curious if what what they were. It's not a big deal. It's... No, I, I have no problem ranting. You know that. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem, though. <laughs> um, Simless. That's the name of the company now. Uh, one feature that got requested was audio streaming between two devices to share a single audio output. Mm. Um, they had three tiers. Um, now they only have two. And, okay, so what they were advertising for Synergy Beta... Oh, wow. So they've removed they've removed clipboard sharing between two computers and added that as a pro feature. So they're actually downgrading the base feature now. And they've removed all of the stuff they said they were going to add that they never got around to. Lofty goals. Uh, yeah, and they all fell apart. <laughs> but yeah, they just removed anything that they never got around to. Huh. That's a bummer. Yeah. yeah, I so I don't like the way they went around around things, but whatever. I I understand it happening. But yeah, I tried out uh, Solid, which is the Tim Berners Lee project, and I, there's literally nothing to show. There's <laughs> you once you once you register and get your profile set up, mm-hmm. you realize that there's nothing. There's nothing to set up. There's nothing to integrate. There's <laughs> it's basically an address book, and that's that's it. What was the um man? What was the service that there used to be a service out there? that uh, allowed you to share your address and phone number and all your contact information and uh, allow people to... It was like a LinkedIn thing where people could subscribe to your your contact information and as you updated it, you know they would get the updated information. Oh, I don't know what this is. That sounds just like an LDAP server. It's It was very similar to that. And, uh, oh man... Anybody in Discord's listening to this show and, and knows what I'm talking about, man, this had to been uh, early early 2000s, uh, probably. And, uh, man, I, I can't remember what it was called. Um, yeah, shoot. But it was a terrible idea. Cause, I mean, it was like putting all your, all literally all your personal information out there for people to subscribe to. I mean, that, the, the, I think the, the, <laughs> The thought behind it was that you would curate who who actually had the ability to see it, but it sounds like it just eventually turned into Twitch. <laughs> Twitch just people, yeah, which people just screw addresses. People could just watch you all day. Oh yeah, yeah. I've thought about that. Have you ever thought about that? Doing no. some, doing some. No, I've thought. I wish I was I, better. I, I wish I receive I had... enough criticism from friends who I interact with once a week. I don't need criticism from strangers who i interact with every single day 
I used to watch. As a matter of fact, he he's in our Discord. Uh, what's his name? Willie C. Willie C. was like building his entire business, and he was like streaming the whole thing. Like he was he he huh. was a he was a consultant who was working on random projects, and and he would hack his way through these projects, and he just stream. That's how that's how I got to know him actually, as I start watching him, and he was doing some Laravel stuff, and. I was giving him some um, direction and and helping him out with it. And... Speaking of Laravel, I'm so glad you brought it up. Okay. The big news of today is Laravel Telescope just got announced. What? Telescope? I don't care. Which is the the wrong name. It should Why? be Laravel Microscope. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Well, he, they're, they're they're going with the whole space theme, right? Nova telescope. Oh, really? Yeah. I that never occurred to me. I don't. I'm making that up. I don't know if that's actually you true. Might, you might be right. <laughs> um, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm not part of the inner circle. There's there's very little information about what this thing is, except that. Well, it's... He, he just announced it. So he so Laricon AU is going on in the. Uh, I, I, I've been told that I name drop too much, and I noticed that I'm one of the few people who actually who told does you that? do this because they they never they rarely mention mention us. Uh, but friend of the show Michael Dorinda is um, he's the uh, North Meets South podcaster and uh, Laravel News podcaster, uh, real great guy, uh, fun guy. He he's the one behind Laracon AU. And it was fun because we were, you know, we did Wave PHP this year. I mean, completely different scale, right? Uh, but yes, a little bit. But uh, we were sharing some notes along the way, so it was it was fun, kind of corresponding with him on it. But there, they have Laracon AU going, and they got Taylor and and basically the whole the uh, Laravel crew come down and present, which was cool. And uh, I guess you know. Um, Taylor announced Telescope today, which nobody, I, I had not heard of any new, anything new being launched at AU. So, well, now yeah. a few people were in on this. Um, the the big person I saw that knew about it and was working on it was uh, Freak. Oh no, yeah, Spady. Well, oh no, no, Sp- I'm sorry. Same place. Freak and Spady, yeah. both working on on this behind the scenes. Spady Spotty, that's Freak's Spotty. company. Um, so yeah, that's like me and Diego Dev. You know, it's it's one and the same. Oh, so that that doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's he's a you know Laravel package generating maniac. So yeah, but I I haven't seen anything of it. I, I actually have no opinion of it. Uh, there's there's other Laravel debuggers out there, so uh, I'm not sure what it brings to the table. You you have opinions um, of it. Oh, I have huge opinions about this. Why am I not surprised? Let's hear. Uh, it's well, okay. To, to start off, what it is? Let me guess. Um, it's if blo- you it's use, bloated. What? If you use Laravel debug bar or Clockwork, I'm a Clockwork uh, fan. Yeah. It's essentially that, except that it logs to a service instead of logging it out as JSON straight to the browser plugin. Okay. What or service straight- does it log to? Uh, it logs to itself. It writes a record uh, uh, that says, here's the request and all the activity that occurred. 
or here's jobs that are running, here's logs and exceptions, here are scheduled commands. Um, the The nice thing about this is that you can use it for production stuff and get authenticated user information, so you can know that an authenticated user is at this level and is getting this error and et cetera, et cetera is happening. I don't know why you would run such a debugger in production. I was saying, are you, are you saying this is meant to be run all the time he in production? Claims, he claims that it's safe for production, that hmm. uh, it's a minimal impact, only one or two queries per page fresh. Uh, I mean, that, it's that, pruning. That, that would be a pretty big deal if, if it is. If it is, but, I mean, again, the thing it's providing you with, this is really for the the development side of things. This is for how you develop, and well, it's, it's and that's fine. But, that's it's fine. Buttons, it's a, it's a cool thing. It's nice. I I don't have any problems with its functionality whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I have uh, enormous problems with the fact that it's just like Horizon. It is a library that binds into Laravel, overrides existing service providers, and injects itself into the code base. Mm. Um, it does not run as a client server. It just runs as both monolithic things in the application. Um, I, I compare it to Horizon because I know how Horizon works. Horizon jumps in place. It has a route that you can't define. It has uh, minimal authentication. It doesn't account for anything as far as multiple domains or an admin domain. It just exists wholly on its own with very, very, very little configurability. And it only works on a single server. If you're running anything load balanced, it doesn't at all work with that. Um, if you're trying this to is, control... And if you're not aware, Horizon is the Laravel package to manage uh, cubes. Right. Uh, and and it gets a really deep dive into the jobs. It's not just telling you job started, job ended successfully. It's telling you a lot of details about how long the job executed, et cetera, et cetera. But it's doing that by overriding the job class and adding start stop times to it. And it's reading the class. You know, if you try to install Horizon and monitor a queue that you don't have all the jobs or classes for, it doesn't know what's going on. Hmm. Do you, so um, you tried using it? I I tried using it, and I ended up being told that we are going to use it, so I shoehorned it into an application, but it was a major pain in the ass, and it does not work for the environment that we set up. Mm-hmm. Um, it it barely functions as an attribute of, of us tweaking our environment to make it fit. But if you were doing any kind of load balancing on your jobs, anything that required multiple instances of your code on multiple servers, mm-hmm. then it would be lost. It would have no idea what was going on and where, and there's no way to configure it to have a client on a remote device. It only works on the one server that's on with the cron jobs that it can watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my biggest issue is there's no published route. You cannot tell it to not publish to the Horizon directory. You have mm-hmm. to fork the project to change which route it's accessible on, which is like, come on, you you wrote Laravel. You know how to do an artisan config publish. Why didn't you just do that? 
Mm-hmm. And it's and it's because routes don't have a config publish. Routes are not considered dynamic like blade templates are. So expect that to come in uh, Laravel 6, by the way. Publishable <laughs> routes. I think I'm going to be spending the weekend upgrading one of our applications to the latest, greatest Laravel. The uh, the new one we're working on. Uh, been trying to. It's weird trying to keep Laravel View Tailwind and trying to keep them all on the latest greatest versions. Man, it, it's a lot of work. There's there's effort involved in that. <laughs> really, I'm getting more and more inclined to just do Lumen for all my projects instead of Laravel. Yeah. Well, why? Just because why stick with? I mean, why wouldn't you go with something like? Uh, uh, Symphony or or I, I I just read an article in PHP Architect, which if you're not a subscriber to PHP Architect, you should consider it. <laughs> but uh, I just read an article on uh, Zen Expressive, which sounds very much like the new Symphony um, approach, where everything is dependency injected, and, and you start with a very minimal framework. Yeah, you and... just you just start with the dependency injection, and then you include everything after that. Right, right. Yeah. And it's weird because the article I read in PHP Architect, the setup seemed um, bulky. Uh, they had they had you creating the directories and stuff. I'm like, man, I can't believe there's not an easier way of doing this. And, of course, I go to the Zen Expressive website, and, yeah, it's very, very simple. Composer yeah. installs Zen Expression, Expressive uh, Skeleton. So I, I'm not sure why the article took the long way around, but it was um, I, maybe they were just showing all the different components you could add or something. I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm getting more and more inclined. I mean, I love to move to Symphony, but uh, the the short answer is I I mentioned it to my boss, and my boss said no, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like a conversation that me and him had. Mm-hmm. I just said, "Hey, what do you think about Symphony?" And he said, "No." <laughs> And and yeah. I said, well, it's really cool. And he said, yeah, I know, but no, <laughs> we're not. We we can't because we've got a large base of junior developers in my company. Yeah, yeah. I so get for for me and my boss and one of the other senior developers to switch over to Symphony, not a huge time sink, no. but for a lot of the other people who just edit Blade templates and just know enough to tinker around and fix issues. Uh, moving to Symphony would be a huge time sink. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I still have kind of um, reservations about the whole dependency injection model, where you start with the minimal uh, kind of the the micro framework and you and you bolt stuff on. Because I don't know, I just I would be concerned about getting. Uh, we we talked about bloat. Right before I, I would be, I would be concerned about those projects becoming bloated. With well, let's try this package for the database. Uh, I don't really like how that one works, or I like how that one works, but I, but this developer likes how this package works, and they installed this package well, for database. You're the and, boss, though. You can just say no. Well, in my in my particular situation, yeah, but I'm saying in general for for developers and projects, you know, I can just see. I can see, like, if if I come into a project, a Laravel project, right? I know I'm dealing with Eloquent. I know I'm, you know, how I'm dealing with the routers. I know I know what's there because Laravel is a very opinionated uh, framework, and 
and it's structured and, and, and how it does things and, and where you can go you can go outside the box of, of Laravel and there's there's uh, packages for like doctrine and things like that in general you have a pretty good idea how, how it's going to be implemented you walk that, into that was the big part about my rant about this though earlier tonight was that I, I was talking with, with Kalen on Slack and <clears throat> last week there was a big kerfuffle about Taylor saying there's no Laravel way to code, right? Mm -hmm. But with the introduction of this system, which tracks models, logs, you know, uh, jobs, crons, uh, workers, it tracks everything. And it's, it's able to do that because it hooks all of the Laravel ways to code. It hooks into all of the uh, parent classes for all of the different components. So it's one week later from saying you don't have to code it our way, he releases a project where if you decided you didn't have to code it his way, the whole project wouldn't work. <laughs> well, the package wouldn't work, right? The telescope package. But, yeah, the yeah. whole the telescope package works if you follow the Laravel way of coding, which I, is a thing that he says doesn't exist. I didn't see that tweet. Did, I don't know if you linked to it or not, but <clears throat> I didn't see it. Was, it. But I, I think I, it was a big topic last week's episode. <laughs> I, I would agree with you. There's definitely a, a Laravel way of coding, a Laravel approach. Uh, I'm not sure what he he was saying. I mean, it is ultimately PHP coding, so you don't have to adhere to it. I mean, you don't have to... Well, it's any coding. Any coding, you don't have to adhere to the framework right. that you just downloaded. Right. But the point of the framework you just downloaded is to adhere to the coding standards in the framework. That's right. the point of it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm agreeing with you. I, it was. I just saw. It was such a. It was such a an intentionally naive statement. And then the next to to have a package released the next week that wouldn't work if you followed his his previous instructions just <laughs> struck me. It's like yeah. After once you hit a controller, you don't have to do anything we tell you to. It's like okay, yeah. But then I lose all the features of the framework. So there mm. you go. If I'm if I'm logging things without using the Laravel log helper. Mm -hmm. then guess what part of the the new Laravel tool doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Like, of course there's a way, there's a Laravel way of doing things. Mm. You got me all ranty. I believe it's you. Not, it's not that difficult to do. And, and trust me, I do walk on eggshells around you, try not to get you <laughs> too worked up. Uh. Yeah, I think, I, I think there might have been one point uh, where we were all hanging out and I started ranting about something at wave PHP and John just tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think what I said, when I said Taylor's name specifically, <laughs> I said something like, you know what I think about Taylor? And John just said, sort of, yeah, there's a lot of people here. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you, John, for keeping an eye out for me. <laughs> so what are you working on? Anything fun? Any development stuff? Anything I wish. Uh, image processing, man, that's just always terrible. Yeah. I've been trying to bump up my code quality lately, take I, it to the next level. What, how, how are you doing that? Um, I have a tendency to build somewhat monolithic methods in my mm -hmm. controllers um and this is ever since code igniter where code igniter said 
you know, here's how you get to your endpoint, and then you put all your stuff in your endpoint. Mm-hmm. And so I just sort of built monolithic applications out of one page where I'm doing 10 queries and I'm doing math and business logic, and then I'm passing it into the view object and rendering the view object and passing the view object into the res- response object and realizing that I'm not taking full advantage of object-oriented principles. I've I've definitely got code where I've got nesting much further than I should. So I'm taking small tasks and trying to practice my my best techniques in those smaller tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been looking at core functionality of Laravel. I've been trying to dig a little bit deeper after I found out that the Iron Q plugin was failing because two arguments got switched on the contract <laughs> yeah. upset me but I also felt responsible <laughs> even though I was not responsible <gasps> for that um, so you're still managing the Iron Q uh, package huh? I am I am for now I feel like I can never really let it go it's good you're a good I, man, I, good man for now it got that. resolved it got resolved because I received a message on GitHub from somebody who who basically did a pull request as an issue where he pasted all of his code to fix my the package mm-hmm. in the issue text. And I was like, if he'd just done it as a pull request, I didn't have to change a single word of what he pasted in. If yeah. he'd done it as a pull request, I would have just pulled it and said, thanks. Because mm-hmm. it definitely fixed the problem. But, yeah, a huge shout-out to, to the guy who did that. Uh, but people are still using it, so I, I feel compelled to still support it. I said I would take it over and support it. I know what it's like to try and use abandoned packages. Mm-hmm. Hacktoberfest, are you, are you doing any coding for Hacktoberfest? God, I should be. I feel so bad about it. I, I am such a terrible open-source developer. I, I, it's my... I never considered myself an open-source developer. I've always considered myself an open-source um, you know, kind of uh, person, but man, like I, I, I'm such a bad open source developer contributor. It's, it's insane. I every year well, I'm having trouble just finding the project, though. Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, there's it's you got yours. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of you're kind of tied into the Laravel Collective, right? I mean, that's nothing but open source projects. I suppose so. Yeah. I really, I keep saying I'm going to do it. I keep saying this year is the year that I'm going to, not only in October, but that I'm going to attach to an open source project and and keep contributing it. And I go back and forth. I either I either have the bright idea of starting an open source project, or or finding one that I'm very enthusiastic about and contributing to it. And ultimately, I don't end up doing either thing. <laughs> I barely have time to code during work i've become such a, a, a manager the my opportunities to code have been reduced to like updating readme files it's so frustrating um i mean i did like the last thing i did was uh i, I believe i talked to you guys a couple of weeks ago before i left for the east coast and mentioned that i got laravel running on uh aws lumen have right, no not not lumen lambda aw Lambda, yeah. yeah. We talked about that in the last episode because we're curious about that. But now John isn't here, so he doesn't get the answers he wants. <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't had an opportunity to get back to it either, which is frustrating because you know I, I'm like 
I actually have business requirements for me to, if I can get that working the way I want it to work, would be beneficial to, to us and our clients. And I just, I mean, for me to have the time to, to do that is, is becoming so difficult. And I, I don't know if, I don't know who's to blame. I don't know if it's me, like me being it's John lazy. <laughs> John, you know, if the guy can stay out of the hospital long enough. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like my day is packed from beginning to end. But I know in reality it isn't. I know that there are moments throughout the day that, you know, I'm watching a video or something and I'm not coding. Um, but I just seem to be in meetings after meetings after you know, issue. I do a lot of code review. That's pretty much my entire day right now. I feel like it's code review and approving PRs. But do you, do you think like, yeah, when I retire, I'm really just going to write a lot of open source code? I say that to myself all the time, <laughs> all the time. And <laughs> move to Florida, blue shell crabs, coding all day. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Maybe I'm just not that good of a coder because I see people code and you, know, you see people like Adam Wathen and some of these people who, who stream their coding sessions. Oh, they're professionals, though. We're oh, professionals, shit. Thomas. God <laughs> damn, damn it. it. <laughs> well, no, I, I, look, at I, mean, the, I, I like... look at the Laravel code base because, like I said, I've been digging into Laravel's core code base and it's fucking great. There is so much good stuff in there where you just go how does that work for five minutes? And then once you realize how it works, you go, wow, that's so fancy. <laughs> like that is just, I'm really impressed. And then you go to the next line and you do the same thing over again. There's so much, it's, it's so dense with brilliant technique. Um, and that's never been my complaint. The quality of the code has never been my complaint. It's fantastic. Uh, and I want to reach that level, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, like I said, that's been, that's been my project has been, yeah, how do I how do I sneak better code quality into my day to day life? Yeah, and, and that's that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I just I I I find myself thinking of code for 20 minutes, and then I write like two lines. It's like, you know, I'm like, I I need to I need to flip that. I need to be able to code for 20 minutes and then you know think for 20 seconds. Yeah, I you got my boss stuck on. Stand up Alice. Oh, that's another thing that went to a paid service. It's never, never been brought up. But uh, Stand Up Alice is a Slack chat bot that does daily stand ups for your development team. Mm-hmm. And first off, not happy about it. You're welcome. <laughs> Why is she happy about it? Because it's every every morning at exactly ten o'clock. Alice. It's like, hey, what have you been up to? And I'm like, Alice. I don't know. Alice just wants to talk to you, man. She just wants to hang out. It's been like it's been a couple weeks, I think three weeks, and I'm still not used to it because he implemented it the day that you mentioned it to him. That wave, yeah. Oh we, yeah, we're, we're using real, Alice. real nice. So listen, I I I I plead the fifth because I was I was opposed to stand up Alice. I was opposed to the whole. Uh, you know, logging your daily routines and stuff like that. Um, okay, well, I I was there, so be I, careful how you lie, because I was standing there when this happened. So I, I wasn't a fan of it. And, and through internal meetings at Diego Dev, you know, we decided 
hey, maybe this would be a good idea. The developers of one of the projects were like, you know, we want to know what each other is working on from day to day. And so, you know, we did some research, came up with stand-up Alice, because I didn't want to do daily stand-ups. I didn't want to get get on the phone every day, or I didn't want to send no, out a bunch of that's, emails. That's rough. Right. And I didn't I didn't want people to have to send out emails. So we found the Slack, uh, Slack plug-in, stand-up Alice. And I'm like, all right, you know, it does the same thing, like Thomas mentioned. It prompts the, the developers for what they had done the previous day, what they're working on that day. Well... It can prompt you for a bunch of things. Uh, you, it's customizable. What I have mine prompt the developers for is, what did you work on the previous day? What are you working on today? And what blockers are you having? What issues are you having that you need help with? Uh, with the exception of Monday. On Monday, it's different. On Monday, it, it just basically says, what are your goals this week is what, what it asks. So, um and the developers, I started with a very small group of developers on this, and they loved it. And I have to be honest, I enjoyed it as well. It, it made my visibility into the what was being worked on a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, we used it for probably two or three weeks on one project, and I rolled it out to the whole team. It's always been optional. Nobody, nobody is forced to do it. It's uh, always been optional. It's it's still optional, and I think the that, entire team does it. Hey, it's time for your stand up. What you doing? What what are you up I don't, to? I don't I don't want to talk. And we haven't. Uh, you there, feel again, bad the, saying that. If I there's a button that says I skip, uh-huh. and, I, and I, she, I'm not she, pressing that. She rats you out when you do that. By the way, I know. She's and a, I totally instead of snitch. pressing that button, I just ignore her. Don't trust Alice, man. She's a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> my point is that if i look at my boss's stand-ups it's <laughs> for the last week any impediments in your way his response was meetings <laughs> it's like oh god i don't want that i don't ever i don't ever want meetings to impede my development cycle <laughs> but do you work i mean are, are do you work no. on things that are dependent on other developers no, no, absolutely not. So so you kind of work in a silo anyways. Yeah, you know, and that happened as part of being a remote worker when when originally when I started the rest of the office was on site and I was given the title of senior PHP developer which basically meant back end back end back end. So people will call on me to say I need this thing and I'm so familiar with the code base now that that's a 5 minute job no matter what the request is. If it's coming from the front end guys, then it's just, oh, yeah, here. Now it's available. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it just the stuff I work on. I've, I had a, a really bad day this week where I was working nonstop, sweating, skipping lunch because things were too busy. And then Alice the next morning asked me what I worked on, and I had no idea. That's me. That's there was totally no, me. There was no ticket assigned to anything. Yeah. There was no. There was a doc sheet that just said all of the the listed bugs and stuff. And it's like my response to Alice was the bug doc, which <laughs> is a, a, a really unfulfilling way to boil down a twelve hour day. Yeah, was the bugs. Well, that that's a similar problem I have with these timer apps. We have um, we have timer apps 
that the developers use so that you know we know what they're working on how long it's taken and uh, you know we 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 again it's an optional thing because if they use the timer app they don't have to submit invoices to us we just pay them off the timer app so it's and this is this is toggle for the most part right it is toggle yeah and i get frustrated with it because i want to use toggle to understand where i'm spending my time through the day but i realize it's like so many times i'm working on two or three things at a time and i can't toggle it i can't measure it like i'm in a meeting i'm coding and I'm addressing an issue, a completely separate issue on Slack. And I know that's a terrible way to work, but it's how I work. And because of the position, I think that's I'm just in, the higher level, though. I think when you're when you're the boss or when you're senior level, you have to switch gears so fast. You have to be able to switch gears quickly. You know, I, right now I'm using Git Flow, mm-hmm. and I've had days where I had four active Git Flow projects that I had to switch between. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I got the message that one thing was needed work, I would commit, push, or uh, commit, pull, push, switch, start, mm-hmm. and then, I mean, it's like back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. For, like, eight hours straight, you're just, these four projects, you're working in all of them at once. Yeah. I w- There's I wish, no way to account for that. I wish there was a, I wish Toggle, or or there was a service like Toggle, that would let me track the fact that I'm working on three different things during this time span. And then, you know, maybe it does some sort of algorithm that says, okay, you worked on three things for 15 minutes. I'm, I'm saying five minutes per, per thing or something. But Now, the, I have heard stories about the 70s and 80s where lines of code were counted and you were paid based off of that. But where that ended up falling apart was tracking down a one-character bug in a 10,000-line program. Well, and it also here, I mean, it goes back to the whole why would you pay somebody by the hour to code? Because it doesn't induce good, yeah. clean code. I would I would write monolithic <laughs> well, it methods. It doesn't even make sense. Right. You know, it's like paying somebody by the hour for a new car. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you don't care that this model... That that this specific one that came off the line took an extra three hours because of some issue on the line. They're all the same new car. You should pay the same price for them. Right, right. Well, and there's no incentive. If you're paying me by the hour, if you're paying me by the line, there's no incentive for me to do it quicker or to do it with less code. <laughs> matter of fact, it's just the opposite. I, I need to add more code. I need to add more hours So, because that's how I get paid. When was the last time you had a, a project on an existing? You had a ticket on an existing project that took more than one day. A ticket, like a, a problem that you you're working on, a problem or a new feature. A like feature, if you had a, a feature, I, I a feature a happens. new feature. Yeah, yeah, a feature can take more than a day for sure. Especially especially on the legacy In, code of your work or of the team's work. Uh, of. Uh, of me specifically coding something right to the point where you hand it off to the next person because <sighs> I, I i haven't had a multi-day project in probably six months yeah yeah it's, where it's like it's been a while for me if i start in the morning it really doesn't matter how big the feature is if it's been well defined in the ticket then it's probably going to be an eight hour 
seven hour project again it really depends on the code base for me i i am fortunate enough where i have a strong enough team that wrangles our legacy code and that's the one where adding features in it is a nightmare because you know you break things there's a lot of testing that that's involved and i haven't had to code in that code base on a regular basis in probably a year two years maybe longer Um, you're set yeah my code the code i i've been doing with the this client has all been proof of concept greenfield uh you know things like that so so yeah i've been very fortunate in in that sense but again the, the the team that does work on the legacy code for them to take a week or longer to uh work on the feature we have a we have a developer who's been working for um for basically months on payment on payment modules just just changes to the payment module that the client has wanted but the whole payment system is such a core piece of the code that it's not just a matter of going in there and adding a few methods and hey you know i got these new features you know he's had he's had to deal with payment yeah he's it's been a lot of work so that legacy code uh it 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 can get it can get unwieldy so i don't i don't know uh i I don't know if i answered your question we're terrifyingly long on time are we well we got a problem because buttery crumpets is asking us to recap the last hour and he's he's playing the patreon card so i think we have to I think we might have to go back. Do we have Do we have a Discord status for played his Patreon card for the month? <laughs> <laughs> and I've, as we stated, he stuff. was the he he was the OG Patreon, so uh, he even has some additional pull uh, with the show. I've got stuff. I I'm gonna I'm gonna open with not doom and gloom. I'm gonna open with PHP terminal NES emulator. Uh. Someone wrote in Rust, an emulator for the NES, and it did not take long for a developer to take that and port it to PHP. So now there is a a 100% PHP native NES emulator that, according to the GIF on the GitHub page, is able to play Super Mario Bros. at roughly 7 frames per second. Not sure why, but okay. Well, did you read the code? I did not. It's real interesting. Like, it's real interesting. The there's folders for the bus, the CPU, the PPU, and then when you get into them, they're just translations they're just translations for how to move characters around in ram and it uses associative arrays to simulate ram and it just moves bits around the way that it's told to because the nes was essentially a complicated calculator it didn't do logic it just did opcodes it just did the most basic cpu level logic so when you pull the whole thing up, you look at it and go, that's very little code for a functional emulator. <laughs> There's a, the opcodes, which are 
for those who don't know, basically the built-in functions of a silicon wafer. Um, the opcodes file is a total of 292 lines. And that's everything that the system is capable of doing to run what are called mode zero or level zero uh, ROMs. It's really fascinating to try and read because without a lecture behind it pointing at each individual thing and saying, well, this is this is what that part does. <laughs> like the constant of colors, which is just an array of hex code values that, yeah, when they get passed into certain CPU codes, get passed under the screen. It's just fascinating stuff. I mean, I, like I wish I could... 400 line switch statement in here. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I really, I recommend people check out PHP Terminal NES emulator um, because there's nothing stopping PHP from doing it. You can manage an associative array the exact same way you can manage RAM. So now you just repeat the opcodes that are part of the NES that are well documented at this point. It's uh, To me, it's really fascinating. What else you got? Well, it's it's pretty it's pretty downhill from here. Um, the headline from ZDNet is around sixty two percent of all internet sites will run an unsupported PHP version in ten weeks. <laughs> we are now at nine weeks. They're not wrong. Nope. The PHP roadmap that we've all been really well aware of for a long time is going to end at the end of January. Or, I'm sorry, at the start of January. Nope. Middle. Smack dab in the middle. <laughs> um, no, it's last year. No, yeah. Security support ends the 31st of December for 5.6 point star. So, anything on the 5 branch, if you're not upgraded to 7.1, you will no longer get any security updates whatsoever unless you're paying for them from a third party. Uh, and that does encompass 62% or more of the internet at large. I find that pretty amazing. One of the big issues listed in the article is that WordPress refuses to upgrade their minimum requirements to 5.2. Refuses. That the quote from WordPress is, as long as there is a single server running 5.2, we will support it. <laughs> Which seems real dumb. Um, I mean, just, come on, WordPress. You're already such a problem. Why make yourself so vulnerable to even more? <laughs> so that's not great. Uh, but then, Bruce Shiner. Wow, I dragged the card and lost it. It Say, literally vanished. Where the hell did that just go? I don't know. I, I saw you drag it, and then <laughs> it's, just it's, it's gone. <laughs> there it is. Found it. Where is it? Whew. It made its way into a random column. Mm. Uh, there's a research paper uh, that Bruce Shiner decided to bring attention to and this is a real scientific research paper that essentially said that everyone in America is now identifiable to a third relationship genetic match 
because of the number of people using genetics products on the market, so this is 23andMe and Ancestry and all that garbage, uh, you're now, you can now be identified as being related to somebody else up to a third cousin. And in many cases, a second cousin. It is... The the conclusion of the scientific study is that because of the mass collection of data and because of how the, how the data, how genetic data is automatically relative to other people's data, there's, there's direct connections can be made from reading two separate strains mm -hmm. to a result strain, which is not being directly read, that everyone's privacy is compromised. Genetic databases are a, an enormous threat to privacy just in the existence of them, not even in your individual contribution. Hmm. Because if your parents both take genetic tests to find out their African-American heritage, they have inadvertently tested you as well. Mm -hmm. And there is no way of eliminating yourself from that searchable index. You are just now in it. A pretty stark conclusion. Uh, it's worth noting that the Golden State Killer was found because of this third-degree match to a cousin. So, you know, thumbs up and, and good stuff. I'm glad we found a killer. But these are databases that are owned by private companies, and they can easily start profiling people based off of genetic traits that they've attached to socioeconomic traits, and you don't want that. It's. I, I was hoping John would be here so that when one of you said, who cares, the other one could, could play the foil. <laughs> but John is not here. He is not. Do you have, you have any contribution to your 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 fear, uncertainty, and doubt and concerns? I mean, yes, I guess. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't prep you for it at all, so I don't blame. I don't blame you for a non-answer. Yeah, I, I mean, how private should your DNA be? I don't know. I, you know, it's. It, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I haven't thought about it enough to care. There was a weird time in American culture where we decided that based off of how television shows told us it should be. Where it's like, if, if a, we, we realize that if a person throws away a cup in a public trash can, then the police can take it out of the trash and use it to identify our genetic sequence. Mm. But it turns out that that was based off of stories that were produced by genetic testing labs to perpetuate the legalization of that kind of technique where it's like, it's all encompassing itself mm. that there, there hadn't been a legal precedent for that sort of thing until television said that there had been a legal precedent for it. And then they established a legal precedent based off of public's opinion of the legal precedent. Mm -hmm. Real weird. And I think that's sort of happening again with full genomic sequencing. I mean, here's my issue with DNA. Well, I mean, I've got a few few issues with DNA, but especially in the prosecution of a crime, DNA is such an absolute. Like, oh yeah, no, your DNA was there, and with with DNA almost being readily available to people now, 
and and having somebody having having somebody's DNA on a either either planted by someone else or like if I were to 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 commit a crime it would not take a whole lot for me to get like DNA from John like I could go to his keyboard probably turn it upside down shake and get a bunch of skin cells I mean, and all sorts of you stuff. could swab your own cheek and you'd get some of John's DNA in there so if I were to commit a crime you know having his DNA with me and planting it you know at, at the scene of the crime you know seems like it would not be that difficult of a thing to do and to have to have DNA evidence be such an absolute in criminal prosecution has always been somewhat of a concern of mine. It's like, okay, well, yeah, that's pretty overwhelming evidence, but you know, do we know that they were actually there? I mean, I understand we have their yeah. DNA, but it's always it's such a concern of mine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, he didn't really prepare me for the discussions. I don't know well, what, the, what conversation we're I'll tell you that the Golden State Killer issue, when they caught the Golden State Killer, they basically found through 23andMe or one of those services mm-hmm. that this person was related to this person that they had tested. Right. I've heard of this before. It wasn't so only they, the Golden State. They, but... had, like, they, had, a, they had a hundred people. Right. who were in the suspect pool because they were close enough to this person who had been tested Match. voluntarily. Right, right. But then they had to go through that hundred people. And also, they might have had a lot more than a hundred if they hadn't gotten additional evidence. Mm-hmm. It, it, there could have been some genetic problem that would have led to it being tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. But they narrowed it down through a collection of it's. It's just it, it's, they basically went to the guy's door and said, "Hey, your third cousin, who you've never heard of, wanted to know if she was related to the Apache tribe, and now we're pretty sure that you killed ten people." <laughs> and that's a weird jump. Like that's a real weird jump. Yeah. But if the science is there, man, I don't know. The science is there, but the social science and the political science isn't there. That's the problem, is that the science can very definitively point to a person and say they did it if you read it the wrong way. But science science is not meant to be definitive in that way. I got one, I got one last thing. Oh, come on, man. That was doomed doom right I, there. I, I, it's Are one you of your own me? tickets. What? It's one of your own tickets. No, don't. Don't you do it. Are you doing FCC? No. What are you doing? No. All right. What do you? What do you? What do you? What do you want to talk about? The Facebook portal. Well, you tell me what it is, because this th- this is your ticket, and you added it before I found out something about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you tell me about it first, and then I'll add my little uh, flavoring at the end. Right. So. Uh... Again, in this world of, of always connected Internet of Things, communications, blah, 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 Facebook has released Portal, which ties into your Facebook account and Facebook Messenger and allows you to do video conversa- um, video conferencing with, with other people, just like iChat or Google Hangouts or, uh, 
or Alexa lets you do. And as a matter of fact, and the reason I actually posted this, I thought it was interesting that Alexa is actually baked into this. So this is like a... Really? Yeah. This has Alexa baked into it, which was actually more appealing to me than the Alexa device that I bought. I'm like, man, I almost would have rather have this and get one of these for my mother because what's nice about it is they don't have to stand in front of it. Like, they can initiate the call, they can move around, and the camera tracks them. Um, I, oh, I'm nice. always looking at things like That's this with nice. my for, for things like my mother and my mother-in-law who are older people who need very simple technology but will give us the opportunity to physically see their well-being. Like, one of the things we did when we flew back east, as I said, it was to go up to Steubenville, Ohio, because we had not seen physically seen my mother-in-law in a couple of years. We've spoken to her on the phone. We've messaged with her on Facebook, but I hadn't actually physically seen her. Uh, so we, you know, we wanted to make sure we saw her, make sure she was living okay. And I always look at devices like this because I'm always looking for that very simple solution where, you know, it's easy for them to use, easy for me to use. And the fact that it has Alexa baked into it was kind of an added bonus. I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. And, and I like it. It's this is the the ubiquitous device of our near future. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be in every home. So what did you find out about it? Well, there's a small issue. People people asked Facebook, are you going to collect data to put ads on it? And ah. Facebook said no. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, Facebook came out and said, well, okay, hold on. We might not have been entirely honest through non-disclosure. What we meant to say was the device itself will not have ads on it. However, we will be collecting all data for the purpose of advertising on other platforms. Mm-hmm. Which is super uncomfortable to me mm-hmm. because not only are they saying, well, yeah, we're collecting mm-hmm. all of the ambient noise in your house and all of your conversations for the purpose of advertising, but we're also going to link it to platforms that are not affiliated with the device you're using. Mm-hmm. We're going to advertise on Google using your information we're gonna we're not just gonna shape ads just for you we're gonna shape ads for a demographic that we created that you're in it's scary mm-hmm. because they they had to come out with the criticism and scrutiny that facebook is under they had to come out and admit what they were going to do and they basically came out and said we are going to collect the maximum amount of legally allowed data and we are going to use it to sell you things. Mm-hmm. And there's currently no restriction so, on the amount of legally collectible data. So why do you think that they don't just give this away? Like why wouldn't they just They're gonna give... No, they're gonna. I mean, that's that's the end result is gonna be a total duplication of the cell phone market where they're gonna start giving us cheap phones, then they're gonna start leasing us expensive phones then they're going to make us demand high power phones and we're going to have to pay for them up front. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to tell us that each new iteration must be had because it's so much better. But in reality, it's not better. It's a software update that they're just holding back on the older versions. <laughs> the reason I needed to update my phone was because my software was out of date. The hardware was still good. And 
they're going to do it again. They're going to create a ubiquitous device that they give us for free, collects all our data, sells groceries back to us, and then they're going to start making better versions that we have to pay for. I feel like I might need to order a couple of these. I don't know. I've been on the fence. How much do they want for them? Well, the, for the Portal Plus, it's 350 but you can get two of the smaller portals for around 300 298 So you get two... That is crazy. Two ninety-three. So that's about one... And it's a, it's a closed platform. You can't install the stuff you want on it unless it's been authorized by Facebook. Well, that's the thing. Is like I, I wonder what like the, the, the music... Is it just Spotify? I mean, is that is that your only option that would be Spotify? Because Spotify... Well, if it's through Alexa... Okay, so the, the, the music they've got, Facebook Watch, which is their own built-in platform, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Newsy... Oh, where are you seeing this at? Portal.facebook.com. Yeah? Yep, they've got it listed. Where, where at? I, I'm looking. I would say halfway down the page, but it's one of those dynamic pages where the oh, stuff... Uh, Stays on the screen I, I, longer yeah, than it's supposed I to. See it now, yeah, yeah. So, so it's funny they have Alexa built in, but they don't they don't say that they support uh, the Amazon Music either. Which I don't know if that's assumed with Alexa or if that has. Uh, to... No, it's not. No, Alexa built in just means the voice recognition component can break it down into uh, machine command. It's Bixby, right, but, Alexa, but, but, all those are just voice recognition. Okay, so the, so it means like the, the lights I control with my Alexa, all that stuff still works, but I wouldn't no. have access to Amazon Prime videos. No, Alexa built in just means that it uses Alexa to figure out what you're trying to say. It doesn't necessarily mean that it communicates with anything at all. It just means that it knows what you're saying because of the Alexa So, so it, it, doesn't, it doesn't even tie into the Alexa... A platform that that controls like devices and stuff, right? Because you could build Alexa into your application by buying access to the Alexa API, and it will return text when someone talks. Yeah, see, that's not, all. It's all not... it's doing is returning text when you talk. Yeah, yeah. So that's Alexa is being sold as standalone because of that. Bixby is the same thing. Siri, uh, Cortana, those are all just. Uh, language engines those just know how to speak english they're not necessarily the services that are being executed by your commands those are based on the device itself Hmm. and it's totally locked down i mean why would i want something that i could build for cheaper that did whatever i wanted all right they are they're pretty though they are in the in the portal plus uh it rotates which is cool yeah, but it's three hundred and fifty dollars. It's the price of a laptop with without the keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it's a fifteen point six inch display, three hundred fifty dollars, front facing camera, speaker, but no keyboard. There you go. Did I, did I bring you down enough? Are you glad that we did this? I'm always happy to speak with you, Thomas. Aww. We are we are running so crazy long though. I'm sorry. Yeah, we need to wrap this one up. That hasn't been our best show, but uh, we'll, we'll blame John for that. It's, I blamed him for the last episode too. Yeah. <laughs> His presence and lack of presence ruins did, a show. You guys did, la- did good last episode. I'm telling you, I I, I have no business oh, doing you. this. I don't need to be here. 
You just do fine without me. So, all right, that's gonna be it. I'm I'm wrapping it up. I'm, uh, all right, we're not getting anywhere here. That's gonna be it. what. What are we at? Episode one twenty five. Yeah, that's terrifying. You've been doing this way too long. All right, that's it. Episode one twenty five is in the can. I'm in a can, Johnson. I'm Tom Rideout. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.